0: I think it's time. Cindy can come in here. I think, I think it's time. Cindy can for Cindy. handle this. We need help.
1: Hello, and welcome to Finding Mister Right the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Erica, and about seventy five percent of
0: my voice. <laughs> Hello, welcome, welcome back, everybody. How are you? How are you feeling? I know you had a long tournament this weekend. I'm tired as fuck. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I'm not I, surprised. I was watching your stuff last night. Like, yo, when is she going home? <laughs> like, I had, know?
1: I truly had the best weekend. Like, this is it's the Pot Sounds, or excuse me, the tournament's called the Pot Sound Rumble. It's like the biggest grass tournament on the East Coast, one of the biggest in the country. Grass volleyball. It's so fun. It's a three day tournament. So we left on Thursday afternoon, got in, we played. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but it's like three separate tournaments, different types of play each day. Mm-hmm. And each day you play for like 12 hours. Like not straight, oh, obviously wow. you have breaks, but like the, uh, the first ball is touched at probably nine thirty in the morning. And last night we finished playing at nine thirty PM.
0: Yeah. Damn. How did you do that?
1: First two days we played really well, but we did not make playoffs. We came really close to making playoffs both days bunch of m- volleyball minutiae that i won't get into but it was very frustrating <laughs> and, did
0: you do co-ed this time or did you play co-ed and
1: so on friday it's triples so you play with two other women
0: oh and fun. so
1: it's yeah it's really fun I've, I've, i'm very new to triples it's only the second year we've been doing it um we had a lot of fun again we just barely missed playoffs we had actually it's called a play-in game where you like you're tied with another team. So you have to play them to make playoffs. Mm, yeah. We were tied with two other teams. So we had to play one of them, beat them, but then lost to the second one.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. exhausting.
1: <laughs> it was very, I mean, honestly, even if we'd won that, we're like, okay, now we feel like we've already played playoffs, but it was right. very fun. And then, and now I played with Cindy and one other girl. Um, and then on Saturday, I always play with Cindy pretty much at any tournament I play in. Um, and, Yet again, we missed playoffs by, like, the teeniest, tiniest of margins. So each um, day is
0: a full, like, first day was triples, second day is doubles. Second day is doubles. Not coed, Not co third day. Third day is co-ed doubles. And if you do this tournament, do you have to do all three days or no? No, no,
1: no, no. no. And most people do not.
0: Yeah, I was like, this is nuts. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, I, wow. This is the first time that I have played three days. Honestly, I'm glad I did, and I want to do it again next year. But I am tired, and my feet cannot support my weight.
0: Yeah, it's more. I'm more. Was just like you need a lot of friends for this tournament. <laughs> you gotta have a lot of friends that can play.
1: And it's like it's super fun because everyone's there, and like your schedules are slightly different from your friends, so you're cheering your friends on. Like I posted mm-hmm. a few videos, like screaming our heads off for our two guy friends who made it to playoffs as well. They came back from a 10-0 deficit to win 15-13. It was wild. Damn. Um, just yeah, that's it was like super Cindy's stories too. Yeah, like it's just super fun and like the environment is so cool and it's just – it's one of those things that like I – I if you didn't know that this like microcosm of society existed, it's like this totally random thing where like, yeah, oh, thousands of people are going to descend on this tiny ass town in Pennsylvania for three days. Like it's so random but so amazing and it just it, – it fills my heart really like every time. Yeah. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months and I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home but without the alcohol.
0: Yeah, and also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink. They're absolutely delicious. And you can
1: get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash fmh. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. I do have a a thing that happened though, that I am like still processing that this happened.
0: At the tournament? At the tournament.
1: This is not oh. dating related in any way. Um so we stay in, a, sometimes we we do an Airbnb, but this year we had a hotel and it's the hotel that's like right next to the field. It's like the coveted hotel to have because it's right mm-hmm. next to the field. And it's kind of expensive because everyone wants to stay there and it sells out. I bought this room months ago. Yeah, they know. They know. They jack up the prices for the weekend. Thursday night was half the price of Saturday night because not everybody's there on Thursday. Like of they know. Mm-hmm. And every hotel room, As a preface to the story, every hotel room in the entire town is booked Friday and Saturday. Like, you cannot get a hotel room. Shit. So Thursday night, we are trying to go to sleep and we hear rustling. It's me, Cindy, and one other girl that's in the room. We hear rustling. We think it – at first, we think it's coming from the room next to us because we'd previously heard them talking. Like, the walls are kind of thin. Yeah. Yeah. And then out loud, I was like, y'all, I think that's in our room. <gasps> oh, my God. Like, a,
0: I don't want to step on the story, but I'm like rustling like a mouse or something noise. Rustling, rustling
1: like a mouse. <gasps> no. So we hear rustling and we have food. It's not open, but we have food because we just went to Walmart and like stocked up for this three-day tournament. None of it's yeah. open, but like we have food. And so Cindy gets up. She opens the cabinet. That we have our fo- some of our food in, and there's a hole in one of her granola bar <gasps> packages.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's got to be a mouse.
1: That's got to be a mouse. But we can't find it. We don't hear it anymore. So we like, try to go back to sleep all fucking night, rustling, 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 and then I sit up to look, and nothing's there. Rustling, 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 rustling. We like put the food in locked drawers, et cetera, but like, it's obviously trying to find the food
0: oh my all God. night. This is
1: Thursday night, all night. I didn't sleep.
0: I can't believe you even so, tried to sleep. I would have been gone. I, I would have been out I, the door.
1: Well, <laughs> that's so why that there were no other available hotel rooms in the town.
0: Oh, I know. I would have just called anyone else on the team. I've been like, <laughs> I'm sleeping in your bed. There's a mouse. Uh, I'm sleeping in your bed. Other
1: people the next day were like, why didn't you leave? We're like, honestly, it didn't occur to me to leave. I don't know why.
0: So, Especially if then it was just keeping me up. It was like, not only can we not find it. But I cannot fucking sleep. I can't fucking sleep. In the morning, Cindy and I saw it. It like ran under the bed.
1: (gasps) So we go to the reception in the morning. We're like, we have a mouse. And the guy's like, yeah, that's been an issue. Shut up. Like literally, then he goes, the man has the audacity to joke about it. He goes, don't worry. We won't charge you extra for the mouse.
0: Buddy. Don't charge me the full price of this room currently.
1: ah, uh, I was, we were floored. The The thing is, though, is that if we got, if we didn't want to, like, cause any trouble because we didn't have another place to stay. So we were, like, trying to see, like, basically we we're just trying to get help, right? Like, is there another yeah. room available? Can you help us fight, trap the mouse? Like, what can you do for us? Moral of the story, he, like, says he's going to, like, fix it. The next Mm. night comes, Friday night. The girl that was staying with us on Thursday is now gone, and our two guy friends are with us in the room. Oh, God. I passed the fuck out. I was so tired because I had not slept the night before. So I I was not awake for any of this. But my friends, I think one of the guys was asleep, but one of the guys and Cindy were again up all night, and they have videos of mice running (gasps) around our room scurrying up towels that we had hanging to dry. (gasps) Oh, my God. Going into people's backpacks. We have holes in our clothing.
0: Are you sure this is mice and not rats? Because are they eating through
1: clothes? They're mice. They have – there's videos. They're small.
0: Oh, my God. But
1: regardless, like – It's like clearly they're having litters of mice. Disgusting. So my friend has these videos. We have a picture of the, like, thing with the hole, whatever. The guy, like, continues to joke – because like we – I had to move – I had to change the names around to put the guys on the room instead of the other girl that was with us. Yeah. And when I – when he read back the names to me, he read out the names. He was like, all right, we have Allie Jackson, Erica Spira, da, 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 and a mouse. Bro. I'm like, we cannot be joking about this.
0: Yeah, because he clearly did nothing and it's clearly a huge problem. that one mouse. It's clearly a huge problem. They're multiplying. Like they are multiple mating mice. in your hotel. Yeah.
1: Multiple mice. It's, like, outrageous. And, again, like, there are no other hotels. So, like, we did get them to move us to another room that was upstairs in a different area and had no problems for the next two nights. But, like, and I didn't want to ask him to comp the room until we were checking out because I was a little worried about how they were going to react. And if they, like, kicked us out of the hotel, we wouldn't have had a place to stay.
0: Yeah, but it's like, bro, I can report your business. Absolutely. As I should. But I'm honestly, like, so floored that
1: this even happened, that there were, like, mice, like, running all over our stuff. Oh. I can't, I can't, apologize to anybody who's, like, queasy in the crowd because it's fucking gross. But... Oh, I
0: imagine, like, if it's booked the whole weekend, I mean, someone else got the room with the mice. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Like, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, Jesus. So, fast forward
1: to this morning because we stayed over Sunday night, too, because we f- knew we were going to finish late. When I was checking out, I, the guy was, I was like, I'm checking out of room whatever. I'm the one who was previously in room number, don't remember now. And I don't think I should be paying for this stay. Yeah. And he was like, I can comp you one night. Like, mm-mm. I had two no. nights with mice. I, I'm like, first of all, I think you should comp the whole thing. But one night is your opening offer?
0: Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, going into the conversation, negotiating tactic. You're like, I'm not leaving here unless my two nights with mice are fucking free. Yes, like, I can't believe his opening offer was one night when we spent two nights with the mice. (laughs) Yeah, we were like, bro, second night was worse than first night.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. (sighs) And he he literally was like, be reasonable.
0: I'm like, be reasonable. (laughs) Be reasonable? Have you heard of 311? I'll be real reasonable with 311. Yeah, I will be extremely
1: reasonable on Yelp. I actually never even said any of that. Like I never I never like had yeah. two. But,
0: but it's like I like better business bureaus of every city where it's like, bro, I could take you to small claims court, first of all, if I wanted like, to. But second of all, I could blow up your business and shut down a hotel if I really're not gonna pass a health really inspection. Really wanted to. Yeah. Like
1: yeah, you're absolutely not passing a health inspection right now. One of our friends' wives, what one of our one of my friends' wives who was at the tournament, the guy was at the tournament. His wife is an inspector in New York City. She inspects restaurants and stuff. Oh yeah. And so he texted her about it and she was like, oh, hell no.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. You want me to keep quiet? This better be free. Yeah. This better be free.
1: Yeah. And really. I like didn't I, you know, you don't really have to say it. I didn't say
0: that. But I was like. No, he was but like, it's, you know, you feel that way. Yeah.
1: And he was like, this is my business. I'm like, okay, this is my health. Yeah. You know, what take care of myself? your business. Yeah. So, yeah, take care of your business. Anyway, more of the story is we did get the whole thing for free. After a, a, it wasn't even an argument;
0: it was more of a back and forth. Where I was like, "No, I'm not paying for this," and he was like, "Okay." <laughs> I mean, I I'm sitting there being like, someone else had to have mice and notice, and yes, I can imagine he probably had a long day. I would, I mean, I would imagine everybody would at least say something and try, right? But like. Or if anything, it sounds like maybe he had the problem and didn't get it done because he would have to shut down and this is his big moneymaker weekend. That is exa- literally taking the thoughts right out of my head. Like, that
1: is exactly... We were like, th- he knows this is a problem and he postponed taking care of it because who's traveling to Pottstown, Pennsylvania?
0: This, yeah. this random motel next to a park is yeah, never for sold sure. out. Or he needed the business for the weekend to pay for it. So it's like... I get it, but I'm like, bro, you fucked up. This this is too bad. This is bad. You gotta give me something. Yeah.
1: And the joking.
0: Oh, the joking makes it a thousand percent worse. Because it's clearly he didn't do anything
1: between night one and night two. The joking is what made me be like, Oh, I'm getting this whole thing for free. Like if he had if like there's a world in which he could have been like so apologetic and we had to ask to get moved. They didn't offer it up. We had to be like, We need Mm -hmm. a different room. There's a world in which he could have been so apologetic, immediately moved us, done all this stuff, and I would have totally accepted just not paying for the mice nights.
0: Yeah, or at least, like, set up a trap because I've had to deal with mice with a landlord before, and we had very, very cheap rent, so we were playing this game of, like, well, we don't want him to, like, jack the rent, right? But at the same time, it was like, it's not one mouse. Now it's more. And immediately he was like, We lived above the restaurant. He goes, Well, it's not you guys. I go, I know it's not we us. We know that. Know it's not <laughs> us being dirty. We're like, But clearly there's an opening somewhere that needs to be found and closed. And he put up these traps that were not great traps, didn't uh, do anything. And I was like, Hey, man, the traps haven't done anything. We need an exterminator. Like, let's go. On and it. then what made him do it was I was like, I'm gonna hire an exterminator. I'm gonna put the bill in my envelope with the rent, and I'm gonna deduct it from the rent. Like I was like, if you're too busy, I'll do it. I'll gladly handle it. Next morning, he was there with an exterminator because you know if you're on the cheap side, like a lot of these people are, uh, you know he wants to make sure he's getting a good price on whoever. And I'm like, I don't freaking care. I just just want want it done. Right. And the guy went through and he was like, yep, hole here, do this. And he even told him about his traps. Like, these traps are not good. You got to use these traps. I'm like, okay, look, you're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. And it got fixed, but it was just the hassle of it is like, dude.
1: Yeah. Knock on wood. I have never dealt with any sort of like pest or rodent issue despite living in New York City for so long. I don't
0: don't know how
1: I, yeah, I don't know how
0: I have managed that. Um, Surprisingly, mice, not that bad. Honestly, not that bad. Not as bad as, like, bed bugs, other shit that you – Like, roaches. Yeah. Trust me. Honestly, the the apartment that I lived in in the East Village when I first moved to the city, it's a a
1: miracle that nothing – There was an exterminator that came every week, though.
0: Well, but that's the thing. If you live near restaurants or if you are a restaurant, you have to do routine shit like that. Yeah. So, So, anyway, anyway, that is my story
1: of what happened this weekend. And I just was like, eh. Yeah.
0: God, though. I'd be very um, curious. I don't know if you're on like volleyball threads that have to do with that tournament, but I'd be very curious if like other people, the next time you get the sign up for next year, I bet there'll be comments about that motel. Probably. Of like, we looked into the motel, several people complained. blah blah Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. So, and everybody was like, so
1: incredible. Like, like we were like the least upset. Uh, the of everybody that we told about we were like yeah it was awful but like we're fine and like everybody else was like
0: what what <laughs> yeah they're like me they're like I would have slept in my car. <laughs> yeah. And I was like uh, I don't know. Oh my god geez. So anyway, so that was that. Um
1: but I also have an update about my hinge X subscription that I purchased last
0: week. Right. So this is first on the public pod. You upgraded yeah. from hinge premium to hinge X. Yes. So I've been thinking about it. So I previously
1: had mentioned that I had not been served any content for HingeX. I didn't have the option to upgrade in my Hinge app. I updated the app. I did everything. There was no option for me to up- upgrade to HingeX when everybody was starting to talk about it.
0: Yeah. And I shit on it. I thought it was a scam. I mean, it probably is. <laughs> it probably is. Um, I was like, if you if you really listen to the show, I, I went on a rant about HingeX. And I was like, stop trying to get me to spend more fucking I'm money. I'm sure it is a scam. Alright. but you know anyway. it's
1: it's a, it's a scam that also produces content, so <laughs> true, so for our purposes, I was served a uh marketing push from my hinge app after well however long it's been since it came out. I was finally served the option to upgrade
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like, you know what I'm gonna try this because i then I can report back to the listeners and let them know what I think about it so if you're not familiar with like the hinge tiers, the hinge has now they're calling it hinge plus, hinge premium is now hinge plus and hinge X. So, hinge plus is what I had before. So, you get um, unlimited likes. So, like the free version of hinge, you can only send 10 likes a day. You can do unlimited on hinge plus. Um, and you can also see when you get likes coming in, you can see them all at one time instead of having to like go through everyone. And then you can also do your advanced preferences. So, you can filter on stuff. I'd always done it. Because I like the filters and I like the unlimited likes, and when you don't, ha- when you have a limited number of likes and you also can't filter, it's really frustrating. Because then it's like, okay, I can, I can only go through so many people, mm-hmm. and if those people are not filtered, then like I'm stuck. Yeah. So, so I like Hinge X for that reason, or Hinge Plus for that reason. Hinge X, a couple different things. First of all, it's expensive as fuck.
0: It is. That's why I was very like,
1: come on. Yeah. It's 50 bucks for 1 month. That goes down to 40, I want to say, if you buy 3 months, 40 per month. And mm-hmm. then 25 if you buy 6 months. So you get like 50% off if you buy 6 months at a time. Okay. So, it's still expensive, don't get me wrong. But Yeah. So, the biggest the two biggest things in my opinion are one, you have priority likes. So when you send a like out without telling the other person, it puts your like at the front of their line. So like if they're a person, for example, if they don't pay for Hinge, if they don't have Hinge Plus, they can only see one like at a time, they're going to see yours.
0: Right. So it's similar to people probably know the rose feature on Hinge and sending the rows puts you at the very, very top. But it's so it also, also like, indirectly them. doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't say this is a Hinge X like coming through. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's very sneaky. It's just like, right.
1: oh, here's this lovely person who has liked you. Okay. So that's the one. And it's interesting. Every single time you send a like, it says send priority like. Like it like constantly reminds you, like what you're getting,
0: what you're paying for. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mind you, you don't get additional, you don't get roses for free at all.
0: There's no, no never. rose benefit. But this was something I asked you on the Patreon, and I'll read yeah. it here. I would be annoyed paying for HingeX that there's still people behind this little paywall rose. But you said you felt like you were seeing those people now in your feed. Yeah.
1: So the other, the other piece of HingeX that it that it says not, not there's a couple other things, but one of the other things is it says that it gives you in in, in Hinge's words, enhanced recommendations. So. This brings me to question because the the thing that Hinge says is that, like the algorithm will learn from your activity and give you like better and better matches for you based on like the people you've liked previously. Mm-hmm. I thought we were doing that the whole time. Well. Like I kind of thought that's how dating apps work. I mean, I know that they, I know that that isn't always, but like, were you not doing that before?
0: Well. This is what I'm curious about with Hinge X that I think it might be removing, but they're not saying. So every dating app, when you join the dating app, it's also judging your likes of who is liking you and who is saying yes. no to you. And yes. I forget the exact math formula, but I remember seeing a TikTok from an engineer that was at one of these app sites and he was like, it's this math formula and this is how they use it. And it's basically almost like to determine an average of sorts. So yep. essentially when you're on these apps, this is now, granted, I don't know 100% true if this is a theory, but according to the engineering stuff I saw, um, it's as almost as if, let's say, it gives you a rating of 1 to 10. So let's say I'm a 10 swiping on an app. When someone pops up and I say no to them, it does not decrease their score that much because it almost goes, oh, a 10 oh, is saying no to the number we don't know yet of who this new profile is. Yeah. However, if a 10 says yes to you, it bumps you up like majorly high right and then the same but then the same happens of like if they quote give you a lower number and i'm a one and i say no to you that's going to knock you down really low it's essentially it is essentially superficial uh in that way because i've had many friends be on apps and they're like suddenly i am only seeing one certain type of person and it's not what their type is and they're sitting there like it's like they're not even giving me a chance to shoot my shot. (laughs) <laughs> with someone that might be, let's just say, more attractive.
1: Yeah. So so I have found this is only it's been eight days. This is eight days of data. So you take it mm-hmm. with a grain of salt. But I have found in that time, I do think that my discover feed, like the people that I'm able to send likes to, is I am liking more of them than I usually would.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm saying I think this. Hinge X essentially sends you quote more attractive people and almost removes like how people react to your profile. It's just like this is what yeah, she maybe likes. Maybe. Let's give more of that.
1: Yeah, and and attractive to me because yeah, I'm finding yeah. I'm finding that like oh there are, there are always profiles that come up where I'm like oh this guy is I recognize this is an attractive person mm-hmm. but either not my type or like I'm not or something about their profile is a deal breaker. And oh, like, like you're, you're noticing like more of that? Yes. I'm noticing okay. that there are less people, fewer people that I find it's something that's a deal breaker on their profile. And I feel like it's learning. It probably already knew. This is the thing. I've been a hinge user for a while. It already knows who I like. It already knows the types of profiles that I say yes to. I feel like now it's just serving me those profiles that it already knows that I like. It for sure
0: it knows because those are typically the rose people so that's yeah well
1: like and, and how people... i was explaining the
0: algorithm i'm like i probably sounded like an asshole but it's like yes what's attractive to you is essentially what i'm saying but a lot of these apps it is it is an arbitrary is. thing because i've said it a million times of i don't open my apps for a couple of weeks the minute i open them it's like hot hot sexy as fuck <laughs> i'm like i've never seen <laughs> men that look like this at all on this fucking app and it because it knows it's like you've been gone we want to hook you back in here's mm-hmm. a bunch of hotties that you like and you know, There's a kind of a, a, a not superficial thing is like I prefer brunettes, right? Like, so I would imagine if I did HingeX or when I go back in my app, it is brunette, brunette, know. brunette. There is not one blonde dude mixed in there. It's like we know what she likes. Give her the brunettes. You know, give them to her. <laughs> yeah, because
1: I think the standouts are also just like super popular users, so they might not always be like popular for you. But I have right, it's noticed. A mix, so yeah. I, yeah, so I have noticed my discover feed is getting more and more aligned to my likes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing that it's supposedly doing is pushing out your profile to more people. So you will get seen by more people. So basically you're like constantly being boosted.
0: So it's like the people that only do the 10 likes. They'll see you. You're you're almost more likely to show up in there. Okay. Yes, exactly. And so I have been tracking data
1: as I am wont to do. Mm Mm-hmm. But on, on, this is actually the first time that I've ever tracked dating app data like this. Like, this is the first time I've actually ever had a dating app spreadsheet. Like, literally every um, time you swipe, you type it on a sheet? I'm doing it, yeah, one every day. Damn. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm keeping track of – I'm going to open it right now so I can tell you. What, so, I will preface this by saying I don't have data from the before. So, okay, I don't, yeah. like, have a control. But I kind of know how many likes I was getting. Like, I know that I was getting – One like a day, probably.
0: Okay, so So like maybe five, six a week.
1: Five to seven a week. Okay, something like that. Yeah, sometimes lower, but like something like that. Like probably, and of those though, of my incoming likes, I
0: was accepting very few as matches. Very few. And what's your mile radius? Ten miles? What do you do? Uh, I think it's twelve right now. Twelve, which is pretty big mile radius for New York City because there's a lot of people. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, so like, my incoming likes, although I was getting five to seven a week, which, by the way, is not that high for, like, a lot of women on Hinge. There's, like, a, a whole thing about Hinge and race, but whatever. But it's a different, different topic for a different day. Um, hinge is not my favorite because I do not get as many, nearly as many likes on Hinge as I do on Bumble. Mm-hmm. And so in the last eight days, I have been getting three likes per day okay. on average.
0: So you You just noticed a clear, yeah, a clear
1: I noticed uptake. a clear uptick, but that isn't the thing I'm even the happiest with. The thing that I am the happiest about is that I have accepted fifty percent of those
0: likes, mm as okay, matches. so you feel like overall match number you have total much higher than before,
1: absolutely, like I was getting a hinge match, like somebody that liked me that I also liked. Mm-hmm. I was getting a lot of hinge matches on things that I sent out. But I was getting matches on likes that originally came from the guy. I don't know. Once a month. Yeah. One of the likes that I got would be somebody that I liked. And then we started talking. Mm -hmm. And out of the last
0: week, I have three conversations. Interesting. You know what I'm curious about? Let's say I've sent out likes. I'm on Hinge for like a month. Yeah. And then I do Hinge acts. Does that bump my previous likes up? I would assume no. I would, assume, I would assume, no. assume that's too hard to figure out. Yeah. But it's interesting no. to think like, you know, how many people are just half-assing it on the app. They go and they look at like three people in their likes and they don't, they don't scroll through if they got 20, you know?
1: I mean, I, so I do, you know, I'm not doing as much one-on-one coaching lately because I've just been really burnt out on doing things. But, but when I was doing a lot of one-on-one coaching, I was looking at a lot of people's dating app profiles. Mm-hmm. And so many people, and this is mostly women because my clients are mostly women, have so many Hinge likes and Bumblebee line people just sitting there in purgatory because yeah. they don't pay for it and so they don't go through them.
0: Right. And that's something you don't need the Hinge X to pay for but the Hinge Plus. I would usually yeah, do like plus, a yeah. session of I would just sit down and be like, we're going to sift through and say yes or no, even when I didn't pay. It was like, let's let's clear the queue almost. Let's get this out. Yes, get this yeah. out.
1: I agree. But a lot of people – A lot of people don't. Mm -hmm. So I do think that that is a really – I think that is probably – I don't know. It's a tie. I I like that benefit a lot. But so far, I haven't necessarily seen a higher rate of people matching with me from my outgoing likes than I used to. Like it's still pretty similar. Mm -hmm. But I definitely have seen a higher incoming like and then obviously the higher like conversion of people that I incoming likes that I like.
0: Okay, interesting. So so we'll I was gonna see. say one thing, one feature I've played with when I have paid for like Bumble Premium or Hinge Premium. Hinge doesn't do this though. So mm-hmm. Bumble, let's say you got a hundred in the like queue, and you can't see them unless yeah. you do the premium. I upgrade to premium. What's interesting is if I change my um filters, it changes that in my likes. Yep. So I can basically go, you know, height's an easy one to say. I could be like, show me who's six, four and up. And it's like three men, three people. (laughs) No, I swear. I was playing with it being like, I'm just curious. Like if I just filter the height, how many men is it? And it was kind of astonishing of like how quickly that number dropped. Even just like six, two, it suddenly was like five, six people. All of a sudden six, one to six feet. Oh, it's a big, big jump. All all of them were suddenly back. It's everyone. One oh, of the seven, things that was, I will do is yeah.
1: I play with my distance filter there. Like if I, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm on 10 miles. I'll go to 11 and see who else is in the B line.
0: Oh, interesting. See, I go very like small to big. I'll be like, who lives the closest to me? One mile, two miles, <laughs> mile. But sometimes that makes me sift through the likes easier where it's yeah. like, it's only five I have to look through. Uh, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's like, eh, all right, closest to me, maybe a little more ideal. Uh, I but like I think it. it's more a mental thing where, like, opening it and going, oh, 10 people to look through feels yeah. less work than – Yeah, it's more manageable. You're like, "Uh, so many, and, you know, and you just get well, tired. It's like on Tinder.
1: So I have the Tinder Platinum, right? I currently have 5,000 likes.
0: Cause there's no, because there's no f- – Because there's filter, no right?
1: filters on them, including your own. So, like – Right. So it's just you, everybody. It's everyone. Like, it's the yeah. world. It's quite literally the globe.
0: Mm-hmm. Damn.
1: It's overwhelming. I mean, you can filter it from there. Like I can then apply filters to it. But you have to do, redo that every time. So like when you go in and you filter, like you're like, oh, okay, I only want to see the age range too. The age range is everybody unless you filter it, but then it resets anytime you click out of that tab. Okay. Interesting. It's really frustrating. So then I'm oh. like, it's, it's overwhelming and I, I, then I go away from it. So, Hmm. but, you know, I did meet the publicist because I saw him in my incoming likes tab. After you filtered or? Yeah, after I filtered. I had filtered to like my age range, my distance, and then the um, three photos and a bio. Right. Okay. I remember you talking about that. The bio filter is very interesting. I like that one a lot. I do not understand why other apps aren't doing this. They have to be out. There has to be coming soon.
0: And maybe there's a patent on it. Oh,
1: my God. That'd be amazing.
0: Uh, But um, But
1: doesn't. Doesn't Tinder own somebody?
0: Tinder, well, I thought, is owned by Match Group.
1: Yeah, and so is so is Hinge.
0: Yes, because that was a big deal when they bought Hinge. Yeah, yeah so is Hinge. Like, so oh, Hinge is this, could be using this is going to be a monopoly? Like, uh, yeah. might kind of end up that way. Yeah, like know. Hinge could be doing,
1: like, number of photos and number of prompts or whatever. If they wanted to. They could. They could.
0: You never Let's know. So right now, so- it sounds like you're having a positive experience with HingeX.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I would say I would find it worth it at $50 a month if I were Mm -hmm. not doing it to be able to talk about it.
0: Yeah, I've gotten a few DMs from people after my little rant about it um, that they were (laughs) thinking about doing it, and I was like, my personal opinion is I feel like it's a bit of a ripoff, but I'm not anti-trying something for, say, the month. See how you feel. But then, interestingly, I had a few DMs of people being like, it is almost a little, I don't want to say nerve-wracking, but a little bit of a fear. Like, what if I upgrade to HingeX and I don't see an increase? Oh, interesting. Like, that that can be kind of a self-esteem hit that you're like, oh, this is, I guess it's just me. It's not that my likes aren't getting seen, <laughs> you know? It I mean, wasn't to the be algorithm real, holding me back. <laughs> yeah, truly, you know? Because I felt that, honestly, when I've just upgraded to, you know, the first tier of, like, I got unlimited likes. and And I remember there was a day... Instagram was down for like six hours. And so it became my new procrastination app. And I sent out God knows how many freaking likes that I finally ran out of people in whatever mile radius I had. And I had yeah. never had that happen to me in New York City. I was like, we did it. We ran out of people. We did it. How, <laughs> how many matches I got from that? Not that many.
1: Yeah. I've thought that before about the standout section that, like,
0: yes, technically, Hinge is gatekeeping these people. Would these people like me? Oh, buddy, I've, I haven't done the math, but I spent a chunk on roses. I fucking have. <laughs> I have. And in has anybody matched or whatever. back with you
1: that you've sent a rose to? Has anybody matched back? I with you?
0: only ever had one rose match and I probably have spent over $50 on roses. I will, wow. I will say. Cause I've bought a pack of like nine before. Yeah. And, but it would be like, cause when you upgraded to the premium or whatever, it would suddenly show you more rose men. It was like oh, it's a premium. I'm like no, uh, bitch. They're yeah. still behind a paywall. Nope, Fuck you. you, pay. like, you know I've mean? Sent I was out like, my no, free ones. I paid for I've premium. Paid for less one. roses. Less rose men. Less behind a paywall is what Those I should roses. be getting. But then like you'd be sitting there like okay, there's actually six of these guys I am attracted to, and I would be maybe high on an edible. <laughs> <I'd> be like ah, <laughs> oh, what's thirty three dollars more at this point? Fucking. <laughs> you know? I mean, I was laughing because that's actually what I said
1: about Hinge X. I was like, I've spent fifty bucks on. Dumber things But like right. It's so it, uh, That's how we end up Justifying everything That I buy I'm like ah, I've spent $10 On dumber things And like next thing You know I've spent like Quite a bit more Than
0: $10 Right I feel like I've heard You know Dating coaches Or matchmakers Say something like When people complain About the You know What is it $30 a month For the hinge premium Everybody goes Well would you pay $30 to meet your soulmate And it's like Okay calm down A little If I was All gonna right? meet My soulmate Yes Yeah If I was guaranteed yeah, like even when I think about matchmakers,
1: like, it yeah, it's expensive. I think a lot more people would do it if
0: it was an absolute guarantee. Yeah, if it's an absolute guarantee for sure. Want to know why? Matchmaker still cheaper than freezing my fucking eggs. So you know what? If that means I meet the guy sooner and I get to skip that big expense, oh, that's so true. Then uh, I'm all for
1: it. That's so true. But uh, before we before we get to that, because that is our I topic know. for today. <laughs> on topic. What, what do you have going
0: on? Um, so my car actually got picked up today to ship out to LA. So wild. It's really, honestly, I know. And, uh, I am on my period week of my birth control bills, which (laughs) a lot of times I forget that I am. And I'll suddenly be like, why am I emotional today?
1: (laughs) Oh, God. That's so relatable. Cause I have an IUD, so I don't get my period. So I don't, and I don't track my cycle. I'm going to start cause I got that aura ring thing, but that's another story. Um, But it'll, that'll happen to me because I I don't get a period, and then all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, that's why I was pissed yesterday.
0: Yeah, you just have a day. You're <laughs> like, why have I almost cried like four times? Yeah, when really nothing is wrong and nothing has been even but really it, super stressing me out. Like the car thing was very very easy to book. Shout out to a handful of listeners DM me companies. I did amazing. end up going with one. Um, I'll, I'll 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 plug the name if everything goes well. I don't want to jinx it. Knock on wood. Um, but yeah, weirdly. I weirdly felt, like, a little emotional at my car getting picked up. I was like, oh. I don't think that's weird. Really I think that makes happening. a lot of sense. It's a big I change. I guess it doesn't for me because I typically don't, I guess, ah. get too riled up. Um, you know what I think a weird thing was is, like, so my family, uh, we're Italian, and there's a lot of, like, weird Italian superstitions. Okay. So I was looking through my car, you know, to make sure there was kind of nothing visible in the car because i don't want it to god forbid get broken into or something and i put some stuff in the trunk and i was going through it and i found this like box of change that randomly is like change from random countries and i remember Uh my grandmother giving it to me because she was like cleaning out her house and she was like hey i know you travel or you live in new york you could go to an international bank and like convert these whatever do whatever you want with them like i don't have a purpose and I think I remember one time I looked through it for euros, like, oh, I'm going to Europe. Let me get yeah. euros. But there also is this like Italian uh, superstition of when you get a new car, whether it's, I don't know if it's, whether it's new or not new, just like you get a car, you're supposed to throw a change on the backseat is like oh. a little thing. So that weirdly made me think about that superstition in my family. And um, I am very lucky if I have three grandparents out of four. Mm-hmm. I did lose my Nana uh, almost 10 years ago now, which is crazy to think about. But then, um, when I opened the box, I had two dollar bills in there, oh, and the two dollar bill. So that's something that I forgot. But both sides of my family had a weird thing. I don't know if it's a weird thing or an Italian thing. I'm curious if anybody else has this in their family, where like they considered them lucky. Oh so yeah, I remember... that's,
1: that's a thing. My grandmother did the same.
0: Okay, so I didn't realize in that change box there were two two dollar bills in it. And I remember I was like, oh yeah, my grandma on that side that's still uh, alive. I remember she did give me a piggy bank once, and there was a two dollar bill in it when she gifted it mm-hmm. to me. And I remember like I always kept the two dollar bill in the piggy bank. It's some yeah. superstition. Um, but then upon like looking through my stuff because I've been going through my things of what to take to LA, what to donate, I found two dollar bills that were from my grandmother on the other side, but actually my great grandmother on that side that oh, would wow. always give it to to us. So, I like put that in my car. It's like a kind of good luck thing. And then weirdly, I just like felt emotional, like thinking about I it. I don't know why. I'm like getting choked up now thinking about it. I mean,
1: it, that makes a lot of sense. That's it's like a really lovely, lovely thing. And also, I think like just going back to the car, like your car is a physical representation of you and the life that you have in New York. And it's literally leaving.
0: Yeah. You know, no, another weird thing is, my car is my like this is gonna sound weird. My car is kind of my crying place mm-hmm. of and this came from I think my teenage years of like having the having a car, one being very lucky to have a car like I always had access to was lucky. But it kinda yeah. felt it's like your independence and your own kind of space that like I'm not in my car and my mom can open the door and come in like say my bedroom. So yep. like there is a few there's a few times in my life I remember being like upset in my car by myself and I could like oddly really cry in there. I would not be driving. I would be safe. But like there's a few memories I have of like like getting bad news or having a bad day and like crying in my car. So, I don't yeah. know, it's just a weird a weird like mixture of emotions I kind of had. So, yeah. And I also didn't have time to get an apple tag to throw in the car.
1: Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Was like good, that would have been a good idea.
0: I was like, "Nana, no, no. Look over this for me. I'm putting the 2." Door <laughs> like, guards yeah i was like that's that's my good luck keep an eye on this car make sure it gets there (laughs) because then suddenly i was like i don't know like all of a sudden i was like uh oh i should check for like a verification there's just like some guy here to pick up my car and i'm like here you go go. (laughs) get it to my friend jordan on the other coast please (laughs) or whatever but um yeah so i had that and so i've had kind of a hectic day and then um uh so this i have to be i guess a little bit closed about how much i share but um my dad is actually getting um a surgery this weekend Mm -hmm. and he was gonna get it end of august but they like bumped it up just to be like you know what let's get it done and he already yeah he already took off time from work because he actually originally was going to go on vacation with my mom and they decided like let's let's just do this now you already took the time off you have like plenty of time to recover And then it oddly is good timing of we have a family wedding this weekend. My dad's not going to go, but my sister and I are coming uptown or to upstate. And then we both were like, Oh, maybe we should like stay the week and hang out with dad on the couch as he recovers. And also because my dad hates being alone. (laughs) So we were like, we'll make our mom's life easy that she can like go and still do what she's got to do. We'll be, you know, someone will always be there. Right. In case he needs anything. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of all I can share for now. Everything is good. Uh, It is a pretty routine thing. Um, But, yeah, I think my dad also just is very – like he did not seem nervous about it when he originally told me, like, hey, I went to the doctor. Something was off. I'm getting it checked. Turns out I have to have a surgery, X, Y, Z. He seemed very calm, very, like, it's very routine. Turns out he has a handful of friends that have, like, had something similar. He found a good doctor. It's like, okay, like, I felt, I really didn't feel, I guess, any worry in that conversation. Yeah. But then I think, like, as it's kind of closer approached, I've noticed him getting a little nervous and a little yeah. anxious about how are it. You, how are you feeling about it as it gets closer? I mean, I honestly, like, overall feel fine. If anything, I've actually been thinking, like, My dad is fortunate that he's in a place that, like, if he wanted to retire, he could retire, which is, like, a beautiful place to be in. And him and my mom have kind of been discussing, like, in general, even before this procedure, um, like, when do we really want to do that? Both be fully retired or maybe somewhat retired because he owns his own business and he has the ability, like, he could sell half of it and have you know, just decreases responsibilities. There's there's several options he could do, which is very fortunate, very lucky. A lot of people like, you know, don't even have the choice of when can I retire? They got a certain age. I got to hit this. I have to work till then, blah, blah, blah. Because he's had some friends retire and now they're making the point to him of like, well, you want to retire when you still are able to like go travel, go do stuff, like be, you know, really using your body is kind of the number one thing and you have the health to go do all that stuff. Yeah, it's like um, that balance, right? Because you don't want it to be so too early so that you then, like, run out. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, in terms of financially. But, like... Right, exactly. They're yeah. more thinking, like, on the active front. Totally, and yeah. so, obviously, with this, it's something that does make you kind of look at your years and go, okay, I'm not, you know, immortal. I'm not going to live forever. Yeah. Is there anything I want to do? Maybe change my schedule, whatever it is. So... I think that's more the interesting thing is um for me anyway or maybe just what I've been focusing on is like oh I wonder like maybe after this my dad kind of might be like you know what I'm going to do one more year or he's going to cut back a lot like I don't know the future plan uh, obviously the you know immediate plan is just surgery goes well recover Go do whatever he's got to do he's already him and my mom are very like healthy people. They work out. They my mom cooks majority of the meals. So like they are on the healthy side, but it's like the two of them have, you know, upped up to the health, as Mm. it usually happens. And hilarious, my mom said to me, like, Hey, remember ten years ago when you read that book about eating clean and like low inflammation? I was like, Yeah And she goes, Well now dad finally read it (laughs) and now we're doing it more that's funny. But my mom's like, For years I've been trying to be like, hey, try to kind of stick to like you know instead of flour more like gluten free options like rice potatoes etc right um so yeah i guess uh that's kind of more on the forefront for me um yeah. but yeah obviously it's like i think maybe that's part of the emotionalness cuz i called him before recording just to be like mm. hey i don't know if it's okay if i mention it or if you'd rather it be like i say nothing right um but he was like no he's like it's okay he's like i just i'm not getting into details so that's kind of the detail i'll give um but yeah, yeah. it's something like i'm not a woo woo person but oddly with stuff like this i am very like think positive like it's gonna be okay we we've done the research we have a good doctor like he'll be okay but um you know it's hard to now that i'm talking about it excuse me you know Sorry. it's hard it's hard i mean i know you know yeah how it is um but it is like, Amen. you know, you you love your, I mean, I guess if you love your parents, that sounds fucked up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, watch the video on Patreon. I'll be crying. Um, <laughs> um, But it is like, you know, it makes you du- realize like, you know, your family isn't going to be there forever or just anyone in your life that matters to you. Um, yeah. But it's like. I do feel really good about it at my core. Um, but I guess with the retirement thing, I think it kind of makes me lean towards like, dad, if you can, like, you can. Like, I'm okay. Like, Marcus is okay. Carla's okay. Like, we're all okay that it's like, we don't depend on you for money. Like, we haven't yeah. in a very long time. So it's like, we're okay. Like, we're okay. And you did, you and mom, you know, did a great job. Like, setting us up we're very very lucky that like we're okay we don't we don't have like a ton of credit card debt like they taught us well about managing our money it's like we'll be fine like you have worked so hard that it's like we want to see you guys enjoy it and it's not that they don't but i think the big thing that actually might get him to really want to retire i guess as a general thing would actually be grandkids Oh,
1: interesting. Like and so that he could spend more time with those grandkids and like or like take them places or like do things with them?
0: Yeah, because um it's like my mom doesn't work full time, full time the way my dad does. Mm-hmm. So it's like she has more flexibility with that and I could kind of see it being this thing of like if my mom wants to like take the grandkids somewhere or, you know, just even helping out and being around. It's yeah. like it, it is nice if you don't have you know, somewhere you have to be a certain amount of the time, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I could see that making them be like, this is like, you know, a thing we really want to fully enjoy. And I don't know, it, it, it'll it be interesting to see, I guess, after everything, like really what he thinks about retirement in general. So, yeah, well, and,
1: you know, I, I know that the the listeners will really appreciate you Opening up and obviously understand, and you're not sharing everything. But I, yeah, I know how scary it can be to like face your parents' mortality, you know, and like realize that, oh, like retirement age, like my parents are at retirement age, and like, like starting to think right. about, you know, stuff like that. And, and I agree with you. I'm not woo either, but I definitely agree about that positive mindset and kind of like going in, doing all the research that you can and preparing that all the research because the the internet can be a deep, dark place (laughs) for researching illnesses, but feeling bad, like feeling confident in like, okay, we're doing the best we can and we're controlling what we can Mm -hmm. and it's going to, we're going to have the best possible outcome we can because of that. And I think that's, that's a really great way to approach it the way that you are.
0: Right. And it's like, we're lucky that it's not, it isn't a major, major thing. Um, that it's like the procedure it's like it's gonna be fine you know like yeah, I, it is. it's hard to talk without the details I, but i'm like it's going to be fine yeah, but it is i just, agree you know it is just a thing that you're just like oh shit like it it really is the first you know health thing i've kind of dealt with with either of my parents in general let's say that i've dealt with it with my grandmother who ended up passing away but obviously that's like a little bit more removed and also you know they're older and like my dad is about to turn 60 like I have pretty young parents for how old I am so it'll it'll just it'll be really interesting I think I think this might make my dad overall slow down and not because he like has to physically just yeah just of the perspective of like you know what life's too short like you don't get more time and I'm I'm interested to see I guess what kind of happens kind of happens after So
1: yeah. Well, I'm really glad you're going to be able to be okay. there and, you know, spend time with him and, you know, make reassure him that he, you know, has that support, even though, of course, he knows he does.
0: But you being, like, physically there, that's Yeah, and it's amazing. something like I, I was like, wow, it's really kind of, you know, I know it's like some people believe in God, some people believe in the universe, some people don't believe in anything. But whatever you believe in, there's often coincidences in life that you're like, oh, it's oddly good timing that, like, I don't have a day job that I have to be at every day. So I have the totally. ability to be go home for a week. And I'm very grateful that I like currently have that. That I'm like, oh, yeah. you know what? Like I have the ability to do it as great. As it would be to obviously do shows, make money. I was like, well, fortunately, like I can take a week off in that sense and like be fine. So I'm like, you know what? I might as well take advantage of it. Um. So yeah, and it'll, it'll be nice to be home for a week. I could go see some other family that's upstate and like my other grandmother's yeah. up there and stuff like that. So it'll be nice. Yeah, positive well, thing but i, I guess a uh, friendly reminder i guess if you have people in your life you care about maybe maybe call them you heard this maybe give them a call and i know my mom they've had
1: an annual physical
0: <laughs> yeah i know my mom's gonna hear this and be like you don't call me enough i'm like all right lady <laughs> let me live <laughs> i actually have been calling her more because now i have to drive a lot so i'm like i can't no? text so if she texts me i'm like uh, i do the little you know the voice thing through the car i'm like i'm driving and then i get a call and i'm like you're in the car you can't not answer it anyway."
1: That's it for me, so no, but I you know I'm thank you for sharing that, and i I, I know how hard it is, and I'm yeah. just really glad you're able to be there with him.
0: Yeah, me too. I am, and it'll be nice. also my sister I haven't like chilled with like that in a long time either. Yeah. So I think it'll be good. be good for the whole family. that'll be great. yeah,
1: so anyway, um, so before we dive into our topic of the week, you mentioned it briefly, but we have a new benefit for our10 dollar tier patrons.
0: We do, yes. Yeah. So we're adding video if you would like to watch the episodes, and they also have no ads. Yes. So we've always, not always, but we have for a
1: while now offered video versions of our Patreon episodes to all tiers of the Patreon. So if you didn't know that, you now you do. Um, and we also offer ad-free audio of the main pod to our patrons. We're adding for the $10 tier video of the whole public podcast. We're really excited about it. It's something that's like obviously an undertaking because mm. editing video is not, you know, nearly as seamless as editing audio and you know, we gotta figure it all out. We're excited. So if you're interested
0: in watching the video apps, you can
1: subscribe to the Patreon and do that.
0: Or if you're yeah, already a ten dollar you... tier patron, you have it now. Yes. And uh the other tier is seven dollars a month, correct? Yes. If you just want the ad free audio or the extra episodes as we do every week as well. So what is it patreon.com slash finding mr hype if you want to check that out boom listen up guys if you haven't heard yet we're coming to the dc comedy loft for another live podcast thursday march 21st get your tickets we are i think over halfway sold out already well over halfway sold out so get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live we want to meet you we want to talk to you we're going to have so much fun and it's also Allie's birthday that week
1: it is my birthday that week, so and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets, and we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and
0: greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah, so make sure you come. DC Comedy Loft, Thursday, March 21st, and if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows, start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And You can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that, a few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join.
1: Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmisterheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you.
0: Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too.
1: So for today's episode, we are talking about fertility, specifically like our experiences with our own fertility and you know the different individual journeys that each of us have been on Um, and then we will do a follow-up episode where we bring an expert on and talk about the medical side of things. Though I do want to mention, we got a lot of questions obviously about the medical side, you know, data and, and science and research and all that stuff. And I do want to mention up top that when I was going through my egg freezing process, that I did Instagram lives with my doctor and one of my nurses from my clinic. Oh, nice. And yeah. I pinned them. They're like one of the only Instagram lives that I've ever saved. Honestly, if you go to the live <laughs> section, that's pretty much all that's there. But I also pinned them. I have like an Instagram story highlight of my whole egg freezing journey. Uh, warning that I do do my injections live in those stories. So just a, a heads up. If you don't want to see that, you might not want to click squeamish. on it. If you're squeamish. I'm injecting myself live on camera. But I say this to say that I did – I answered a lot – or not I, but my doctor and my nurse – Answered a lot of more specific medical questions that people have that we won't get into on this episode. But we'll talk about our own journeys. So if you're curious about that, immediately you can go there. Yes,
0: because we are not doctors. Uh
1: <laughs> no, we are not. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was also my way of saying we are not doctors. And none of this is like, you know, obviously medical opinions. This is just kind of our own experiences with it. Um, and so for that, I'll I'll start by asking you what what made you first interested in learning more about your fertility
0: um i think the biggest thing was turning 30 you know already i was getting whatever ads about certain fertility stuff or egg Mm. freezing or you know i think i'm not sure if at my yearly gyno they mentioned it i really don't think they did um because i I didn't
1: any of my gyno appointments
0: no one ever mentioned it never that's actually a good thing because i don't Know if this is true, but I have heard speculation that like gynos get a kickback if they send you sometimes to a certain egg freezing thing. I don't
1: know. Oh, I mean, I'm sure that does happen. I'm sure I'm that I sure. think that happens like across a lot of
0: industries. Right. But I also think maybe for you they also haven't mentioned it now because you have gone through egg freezing. But um I had essentially a couple friends uh going through trying to get pregnant mm-hmm. and then doing in vitro. And they were um uh, my one friend actually, she is pregnant. She actually, no, she just had the baby. She just had the baby. So she has a, si- a success story. Yes, of later in life, she did not freeze her eggs when young. However, they did it in vitro a handful of times. Mm. So her story, and it's funny that these are actually all comedians. Um, a handful of friends of mine have that were are older than me of late 30s have now gone through the IVF process, trying to get pregnant, egg freezing, And all of them started saying, you know, I wish I just did the egg freezing earlier. Like, I wish I looked into it. I wish I got checked out because my one friend who did get pregnant, she had something with her wall was like broken. So Mm. she had one doctor not see it. She did around IVF. Then another doctor found it, got that fixed. Then she got pregnant. So she basically made the point to me of, you know, nobody tells you to just get checked out of like, hey, I'm not trying to get pregnant right now. But there might be a day that I do, and is there anything we can do to make sure I'm okay and all set if right. that day comes? So that's what made me book my initial uh, appointment. But I, uh, upon going, I had an initial thing I had was a like virtual session where they did show me all these stats and different things about fertility, and they actually said yeah. to me, "A lot of people think it's thirty when you really drop." And they said it's actually 35 is when you first experience the drop in the curve. And every year after that is when the drop is more, I guess, extreme. Again, I don't know the exact numbers. We'll have a doctor on to talk about it. Yeah, Um, because
1: I've actually seen recently that like that age is getting later and later. And that like the data – because the data that it's based on kind of has to be a little bit outdated because otherwise they wouldn't have people – Further, for far enough into aging to know, you know what I mean. So, like, right. they're constantly getting updated. So, yeah, well, you know, that'll definitely the latest and greatest will definitely be on a future app.
0: Yeah. So I did my initial call, and essentially, I was like, I still want to just come in and do the full ultrasound and kind of make sure everything is situated because I once had an ultrasound where they told me, "Oh, you have somewhat of a heart shaped uterus. It might be uh, tough for you to conceive." And I never got it really looked into. I think I was like 18. where I was sitting there like, I don't know what that means. And I'm not trying to get pregnant right now. Yeah, I can't deal with that right now. Right. So essentially the checkup I did was like, um, I don't want to say a more extreme ultrasound. That doesn't make sense. A more thorough (laughs) ultrasound. More extreme. Um, Was it like, uh,
1: (laughs) um, I think it's called a transvaginal ultrasound. Was it like inside?
0: Where they can go see, um, basically they can determine what they think how many eggs you could get. Yeah, and, like, follicle count. Yeah, so it's follicle count. That's exactly what it was. Uh, Interestingly, I got to see it on the screen. Yeah. They projected it on a big TV, and they were like, these are where the follicles are. You know, you have, and they're counting them right in front of me. Um, So, basically, I did that that appointment. They said everything's good. They said the slightly heart-shaped, but nothing really to worry about. Um, And they basically said to me, if you were to freeze your eggs right now, I would be personally disappointed if we only got 10 eggs. Like, I I have a high prediction that you would get at least 15. I would be really disappointed if we only got 10. But both solid numbers. I was like, cool, great. And then at the end of the appointment, they were like, so what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I just came in to make sure everything's okay. Like, I don't think I have to do this right now. Especially, I found it very interesting that they said, if you freeze your eggs, often they still will have you try to get pregnant as is. And save that those eggs for the, quote, second baby, or if you want a baby closer to your 30s. I mean, sorry, that's ex- 40s. Your 40s.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what my doctor told me. So she was like, we they always tell people to try to conceive naturally because, that. I mean, first of all, it's just easier and cheaper. Right. But like, that's the, always the first go-to. And then if that doesn't work, and she said the same thing, that like the percentages of her patients who use their frozen eggs for their second baby is really
0: high. Right. So the other thing I have personally that I know is um, my brother has cystic fibrosis. He's very lucky mm-hmm. that he has a very mild case. In fact, my family did not even know he had it for a long time. Oh, Because wow. it was a mild case if it wasn't extreme enough, but he always had kind of sinus problems and things like that. So he's very, very lucky. A lot of people that have CF don't actually really live well into their 30s. Yeah. And he's like very, very lucky he has a very mild case. So obviously when my parents found out uh that he had it, he they got my sister and I genetically tested because they were like, well, it turns out we're carriers, we didn't know. So I am a yeah. carrier, my sister is not. Now, that doesn't mean I have to do IVF, but knowing that, I'm like, well, I might end up having to do this anyway. Mm-hmm. So it has made me more pro, like, I think I will freeze my eggs, especially if I don't meet someone by a certain age. But it's kind of like. Just being well prepared is how I see it, because I'll have to have my husband get genetically tested and if he has it too, it's like, well, I would say immediately, even though the chance is like usually twenty five percent, I'd be like, Look, still pretty high. It's still pretty high. And also my brother, from, you know, his mouth has been like, Yeah, he's like, I don't ever want to put a kid through like what I even had to go through and he was very lucky that it was mine. Let alone. Right. So I was like, you know what? I'm I'm very much I have decided I do want to freeze my eggs. I just have not decided exactly when to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at in the whole fertility process personally.
1: yeah, I mean it's it's great that you were so proactive about it because I was in retrospect. It never occurred to me at the time, but in retrospect, I am floored. That not one gynecologist and i've I've seen multiple over the course mm-hmm. of my adult life, not one had ever even mentioned fertility ever, and I'm sure there are some that do. I hope there are many who do, and that's great, right, but like the fact that I've had probably seven or eight i've seen oh. probably seven or eight gynecologists because I saw one in San Diego, then I had a different one when I was in college in Philly, and I think I actually saw two different people at different times in Philly. And then I've seen many over the course of my time in New York. Like, I've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. And no one ever mentioned, because they knew that I wasn't actively trying to get pregnant, but, like, right. no one
0: ever said, like, hey, maybe something you should just look at just to know. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious, too. How old were you exactly when you did the egg freezing? 34?
1: 34, yeah.
0: 34. So, because first I was like, oh, did you do it at 32? Because maybe it makes sense. They go, ah, this isn't something that, you know, that we really push maybe until you are more 34, 35.
1: Yeah. But even to just know about your own fertility health and like, like, I I don't know. I could just, I just appreciate knowing things about my, about stuff, I guess, but it's also just to be armed with more information, you know?
0: Yeah. and um, that was For me, it was just friends that they said the same right. thing. They're like, no one told me like, just get this stuff checked. Just look. whether the day just comes know. or it never comes just to know, Hey, yeah. Am I a candidate that's probably gonna have to do IVF or not? Or, you know, am I someone that's harder to conceive? Like, who knows? You never know. Right.
1: Yeah. So it actually was was uh thrust upon me because I went to a work conference. I went to like a a women in business type of conference where there were all these different vendor booths. They had speakers and different activities and stuff like that, and but they had vendor booths that were all like women focused. And one of them was a fertility clinic that was offering free blood draws to do hormone testing and fertility testing on site. Okay. Interesting. So I was like, Oh, okay. Like I literally never once thought about it, but I heard their little spiel and it was free and it was like a very reputable clinic. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like, you know, some lady in the corner with a syringe. Um, and it was a clinic that I'd heard of at the time. And I was like, okay, sure, yeah, I'll do this and Mm -hmm. and just see where I'm at. And so I did. And they came back with like different hormone levels and and stuff like that. And everything came back within normal range. So that was great. But it just got me thinking about it. And I think I was 30 at that time, if I remember correctly. I think I was 30. And it just got me thinking about like, okay, this is maybe something that I should just keep on my radar, and I kept thinking about it, and I kept thinking about it, and I had finally decided to like actively pursue egg freezing. Not that I decided to do it, but I was like, okay, I'm going to start investigating where that might happen <laughs> and what that might entail. And so I did a bunch of research and went to a bunch of different, uh, or looked into rather, a bunch of different clinics. And had a bunch of virtual consultations similar to what you described. Mm -hmm. And the one I ended up picking, I picked – it was slightly more expensive than some of the other options, not by a huge margin. But I picked them because they just made me feel so comfortable.
0: Yeah. I really liked the ones that I got checked out
1: by. Yeah. And I just, like, really loved the experience of just even virtually – of talking to the nurse practitioner that I was talking to before I talked to the doctor, and then the doctor came, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I really love this person too." Mm-hmm. And it just felt like in a way more. It I just felt really safe. I think was yeah. the thing, and it was. It's a scary process. I also obviously also well maybe not obviously because I would never said this, but I was single at the time, mm-hmm. and so and I can't remember if I I don't think I was dating somebody when I got my fertility tested originally either. Um, but then, but I was single when I was like investigating these clinics and it felt scary to be embarking upon this thing by myself, especially not even knowing if I want kids, just like kind of like out there in the world. Um, and so it felt really good to have this like feeling of safety. And that's Mm -hmm. why I ended up going with the clinic I did. Um, and they're called kind body. They're great. Um,
0: yeah, there's, they got a couple in New York,
1: Yeah, and major cities for the most part. Um, And if you go into my Instagram highlight, they're going to be all over it because Mm -hmm. that's
0: who I did all the lives with and whatnot. Um, Also, this is a reminder. um, My old employer had like a deal through our benefits with them as a company. But um, a friendly reminder to everyone, just look through your benefits, find your benefits uh, contact and ask them because some do at least maybe somewhat of a discount or they have like... You know the type of health savings accounts you can do that are pre-tax money. Like there, yes. there's usually a lot of options, and some I've had some friends be very lucky of like it actually covered. Um, yeah, the IDF I do have some process. friends that it's covered. Right. Yeah, but it's
1: a good it's a good call out to uh, even if you don't see it in your benefits literature, ask your benefits team. Does this exist, or is this something you could consider? Yeah, because there are especially if you work for a smaller company, because like oftentimes it's just easier to get stuff done. Um, versus like a big corporation that's probably not going to add a benefit out of nowhere because one employee asked about it. But smaller companies, but reach out regardless and just ask and say, hey, like, I know a lot of companies are offering these types of benefits. Is there anything? And if there's not, most insurance plans offer some kind of either health savings account or flexible spending account, where like you said, you can put pre-tax money into your paycheck or out of yeah. your paycheck, rather, into this account that you can then pay for medical expenses with. And so what I did is I decided that I wanted to freeze my eggs. And so the year prior, I contributed the max amount mm-hmm. to my – it was an HSA at the time – to my HSA so that I would then be able to get much of my egg freezing at – the basically, it's the discount rate of your taxes because you're right. getting it tax-free.
0: So whatever, yeah, your, or whatever your tax um... rate is. I mean, a great example, too, is like, you know, because you all have the multiple plans to pick from. And if you don't have a specific thing that's on your mind, you know, you pick whatever plan maybe you're the most familiar with. So I did that with like, I always had the deductible plans, but then you can see usually more providers or specialists. So I was like, that's what my family always did. So I always did. But then I started going to therapy and my therapy wasn't covered. So come January 1st, when I got to pick my new plan, I went for the highest tier because therapy was covered. And it was like, oh, I have to pay $80 a month, but now my therapy is $30 a week as opposed to like $150 worth the money, right? So there's also that to think about of like, talk to them, figure it out. Because whenever, you know, you have to pick your plan for the next year, if this is something you're thinking about, like, hey, there might be the higher tier, you get more coverage or maybe your anesthesia gets covered. Like, I'm not sure. I don't work for a health company. But like something with that therapy example made me be like, oh, damn, like. I really have to look into these things more myself and figure out what is the best plan for me. Yeah. Side tangent. Um, Or
1: sometimes like ask so many questions because like I'll get more into the egg freezing process too. But I did, my insurance did not cover any of it. Like any of the actual egg freezing process. They did however cover some of the medications.
0: Right. Which is great. Only because I asked. Mm -hmm. Like I would have just
1: paid out of pocket. Like I didn't even think I didn't even, my doctor told me to ask because I just assumed Oh, because my insurance doesn't cover the procedure, why would it cover the medication for the procedure? But it did. It doesn't make any sense, but I'll take it. Um, um, yeah. You never
0: you never know until you, till you open your mouth. Let's just leave it you at You never that. know.
1: Yeah. And also speaking of never knowing till you open your mouth, ask clinics about payment plans. Mm-hmm. Ask clinics about discounts or you know, there are some clinics I know that have like low income programs or there's you, – you don't know until you ask.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think, you know, that payment plans in general in the medical industry, I think are gatekeep, gatekept. People gatekeep the fact that almost any time you get a medical bill, you can ask for payment plans and they will almost always say yes.
0: Yeah, because they'd rather have that than you not pay them. Yeah,
1: (laughs) or not even a payment plan. You can also often negotiate and be like, oh, I don't want to pay that, but I'll pay this lower amount. And they'll just say yes, because like you said, they just want the money in their pocket.
0: Yep. Always get an itemized receipt, especially from hospital bills. You might have an aspirin on there for $500 and you're like, excuse me, <laughs> an aspirin. I, I once stepped on what I thought was a piece of glass and
1: went to an urgent care and it turned out there was nothing in my foot and they just gave me a Band-Aid and tried to charge me $350 Yeah, it's for insane. a Band-Aid. It's... So anyway, yeah, always ask these questions. Yeah, um, yes, you never know. You never know. So, so that's how I started out kind of, you know. Picking my place and going through it, but then I was pretty much ready to schedule, and that is when COVID happened. Tough, yeah. And all and it's an, obviously it's an elective procedure, and so mm. all of that got shut down. Luckily, I wasn't already in the process because I did know some people who like their processes got interrupted, mm, which that's really very sucks. Tough. That's very yeah. Tough. So luckily I was not in the process already, but I did have to wait. I waited a whole year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they had opened up before then, but I just kind of like put it off a little bit. So I did it in, um, eventually I did it in April of 2021. And I think the hardest part going into it was figuring out when is a good time for this to happen.
0: I was just talking about this with my friend because she's going to do it in September. And I said to her wouldn't you want to do it in the winter? Like a little less social, less, I don't know, maybe you have a little less desire to go out or January. A lot of people doing sober January. Like you you might feel like you don't miss anything. Not that you have to be home the whole time you do these fertility shots, but it's more the thought of what if I don't feel great or what if I just feel, you know, bloated and blah and like, don't feel like putting on an outfit, right? Something like that. Yeah.
1: And for me, it was a lot about volleyball because I couldn't play volleyball pretty much the whole time. Mm -hmm. because there's like right
0: that's the other big thing
1: it depends on your doctor oh i'm not a doctor but it depends on your doctor (laughs) um i had one beer and i felt really nervous about it right (laughs) i had i had a beer with cindy and i was like oh my god oh my god even though my doctor had told me it was fine
0: (laughs) right yeah i was like i think that's the one thing someone warned me they're like i think you can't drink and i was like i mean i'm not i'm not a huge drinker that Two weeks yeah out, that's she's, to
1: yeah, but it it depends on your doctor there there's other things that depend on your doctor too, so another reason I chose my clinic a couple different things: one, some clinics will do everybody that they are doing egg freezing processes with on the same cycle, so Rourke actually talked about this way back when when we were both kind of considering the process because i this was like two months into starting the pod that I did this um. Uh-huh. So some, some clinics will be like, okay, everybody is starting their egg freezing on, on this Tuesday. Everybody who's doing it right now.
0: But I thought it depends on your ovulation cycle, no?
1: So some clinics do it based on your specific ovulation cycle and others do everybody at the same time. Interesting. And okay. I wanted one that did it based on my cycle.
0: Yeah. That's what I've... I don't feel like I've heard anybody do the other option. There,
1: yeah. There are, pe- there are ones who do.
0: Because one and of my again, biggest questions was, do I have to be off birth control during the process and how long because that's another planning thing of I'm on the pill or I'm on the IUD like what's what's the I guess so process with that
1: that was another factor in choosing my clinic because I do have an IUD and I chose my one of the reasons why I chose my clinic is because I didn't have to take it out
0: I think that's very common cuz my friend that actually donated her eggs didn't have to take her IUD out Yeah
1: either. but a couple clinics that I looked into said that I would have to
0: that's very interesting. Okay. Yeah. I don't know the yeah. official answer on it, but uh, I someone. Don't, I don't either, but sounds like it's, it sounds and, yeah. like it's open
1: to interpretation.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because all my friends that have gone through it were like, I wasn't on birth control because I was trying to get pregnant. And I'm like, okay, oh, well, yeah, that makes, some that of makes us sense. aren't. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> <but> <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I think my my friends who've done egg freezing who are on like oral co- con- uh, contraception. Wow. Why did yeah. I think that word didn't exist for a second? My friends who are on oral contraception who contraceptives who have done egg freezing, they stopped being on birth control. But that's like obviously a lot easier to stop taking pills than to like remove a device from your uterus.
0: Okay, this also makes sense why I, I feel like we got a lot of questions asking, how did you tell, like, if you were dating and then tell the person like, hey, I'm going through this? And I assumed it was gonna be like during the process you should not be having sex because I mean you're literally making your eggs like almost mature. That I thought well, it was like a pregnancy risk, but I think it's also a birth control risk too. So it's like double double well, I, on that. I
1: also think that it's related to the physical activity piece because yeah. I, it was I, – I don't remember exactly what the timeline was where I had to stop doing like pretty much anything. But I basically was only allowed to walk. And it wasn't okay. even supposed to be at a very fast clip for like a, a significant portion of my – Process because your ovaries are so enlarged Mm -hmm. that you're at risk of what's called ovarian torsion, which Mm -hmm. is just as terrible as it sounds. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't sound good. Yeah, so basically you need to avoid anything that might twist and sex.
0: Makes sense. Pretty high risk. Yeah, because I've read those questions and I was like, I mean, you don't have to tell anyone you're doing it right now. But I was like, oh, I guess, yeah, if you're sleeping with someone at the moment and then you're like... (laughs) I can't
1: yeah I had a friend I I didn't happen to be dating anybody when I did it so it kind of worked out that I just didn't and I just didn't feel like going on dates because I felt kind of gross and bloated and couldn't drink or didn't want to so you know it was like I just was like eh, I don't need to go on dates in this like yeah period when
0: you when you date now I'm curious do you bring that up with the kid conversation of I did freeze my eggs but I'm not sure if I want kids I do yeah because That's I think it's
1: like, yeah. I, and I do it like super casually. Like I don't really go into it any further than that, but I'll be no, like, yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. Like, I'm not sure if I want kids or not. I did freeze my eggs. Cause you never know. Like I kind of say it that way. So it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, here's this piece of information, but it's not that big of a deal. Like it's not, you know, something yeah. like, okay, I need you to know.
0: I oddly don't feel like it freaks a lot of men out because I actually think doing it is what buys you time exactly i actually yeah, think it makes the, you less, has the opposite effect yeah. it's like
1: oh so this person potentially is not as timeline focused maybe because yeah. that's
0: not an element like that's not as big of a factor i honestly feel like if i told somebody because i am going to do it i just don't know when i feel like i yeah. would say well i want to freeze my eggs so i don't feel rushed to get married yeah and make sure yeah, it's exactly. the right person like So, to be determined on you, sir.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right? So, like,
0: I don't need to choose you. (laughs) Right, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I do mention it.
0: Um, So, you have to do the shots, and you administered them yourself. I did. So, are you a squeamish shot person?
1: I don't like pain. I have a very low pain tolerance. And how was was doing it? It was better than I thought it was going to be. So, I wouldn't say that I'm not afraid of needles. Like okay. specifically needles don't bother me, but I, I don't like pain. Like I'm a baby. Fair. <laughs> when it comes to pain. Um, but so what I did, but I what I wanted to do is I really wanted to do it all by myself because I wanted to like show people that experience in a way mm-hmm. of like you can do this. Because I think a lot of people that I knew at least that were either freezing their eggs or going through the IVF process, which the beginning of the IVF process is the same as the beginning of the egg freezing process. Yes. Yeah, our our
0: parts the same. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They they had partners like doing it with them, either mm-hmm. administering the shots or being there with them and so I was like I had Cindy with me there the very first time and then I was like I want to do this by myself. Um and I think I think the hardest part actually was I didn't realize that it would take over my entire life because it has to be the same time every day, right? It has to be the same time every day and it is extremely stressful because you mix the medicine yourself immediately prior to administering it.
0: Oh, that I didn't know.
1: Yeah, so you have like it depends on it depends on your situation and which different ones you
0: need and whatever, but like So it's like there you are, fill the needle. You fill the um I forget what the name of the thing is. You mix two different
1: things. You like fill a needle and then you and then you um inject it into a different vial of a different liquid and then you shake that up like you literally mix oh. it
0: okay i did not know this i yeah i assumed it was like you just have the vials you put the needle on it done mm-hmm. deal so one yeah. of the medications that i took at least d- different people had different medications
1: and different dosages but everyone i've talked to who has gone through egg freezing has had to do the mixing part um i did not know that very interesting and i think it's like activated like by you know i don't know the science obviously we'll talk to a doctor but that part was really stressful because the medicine is expensive
0: right yeah and, and you're in the whole time you're thinking if i make one wrong move does it ruin the whole process which i'm, I'm sure and, it doesn't otherwise they would not have us doing it but correct yeah yeah they would the be anxiety's like would be,
1: yeah the anxiety is there and i did fuck it up twice so oh. like there's a very specific like milliliters of each thing that you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. So you're supposed to do like, you know, this many of this and into this much of this and then shake it and then like leave it for a little bit and then do it again whatever. And I did it backwards once. I freaked out obviously. And luckily my clinic had a 24-hour hotline where a nurse will pick up at like any time of day or night. And yeah. Talk you talk you off the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> and so she reassured me that it was like, I, I had to mix it again, but they very kindly replaced that dose for me for free. Okay. Very kind. Yes. Yes. Yeah, very, very kind. Um, And again, that's just like another reason why I just felt really like safe and taken care of because mm-hmm. I was like sobbing and like, not only have I ruined this, but I also wasted like $500. Like it's like expensive.
0: Yeah. The whole process is, is expensive. So I'm sure yeah. they get plenty of calls of people being like, I ruined it. And that's, you know, 10 G's down the drain or whatever it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so so that – that it truly took over my life in the sense that you have to give yourself injections at the same exact time every day. So it's it's dictating what activities you can do. Even in the beginning when I felt totally fine, like mm. I had to be home at – I was doing it at 9 at night that time. And then the other piece is that after a while, you have to
0: start going in every other day to get checked. And that's something that also varies of how much you have to go in. Some people, it's yes. every day. Every other day. That's a bright side now to work from home. At least for most people, that will be easier to do as a process.
1: Yeah. So I was working from home at the time, so that was that was easier. But I was I was commuting into the city to go to my. It actually might have been easier if I'd been in the office, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but because something that I had a really hard time letting go of is that you don't know when your extraction is going to be.
0: You don't. But I thought you start the shots specifically a number of days you do but
1: you you don't know how many days you're going to be on those hormones because you have to reach a certain threshold before they'll do it
0: actually that does make sense because i know someone that went in much earlier than predicted because they were like you're we're probably going to get 30 eggs they were like you you reacted to this medicine like amazingly in a way but also like oh actually somewhat dangerous like, right. Like, it. oh my God, yeah. we got to get these out. Yeah. yeah. Or the
1: opposite. I have had friends who ended up on hormones for much longer than anticipated. And then they're like, oh, I didn't expect to still be doing this at this time. I have stuff scheduled. Like they, like, okay. it's just was, it's really. So you kind of get a window.
0: Like it's almost like a due date of a baby where they're like, we think it's going this day, but you got a window. It might be early. It might be late. Yeah. They're like, okay,
1: like two week window. And then it's such short notice. Because you go in and they're like, okay, cool, it's
0: tomorrow. Oh, damn. So did you clue in your office to like while you were going through the process? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so like this, this might
0: be something that's hard. Some people might not want to say something, but it's like I feel like even with to. the daily appointments, you kind of have to.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm like I'm going to be off the grid for like two hours every other day while I'm commuting yeah. back and forth to this appointment. And then out of nowhere, I'm going to have to be sick the next day. <laughs> like I guess you could pull a sick day. But, yeah, you but... know, and then the other thing is that you have to have somebody pick you up from the procedure because you're under anesthesia. You can't go home by yourself.
0: Yeah. I, that, I picked up my friend when she donated. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So like that person also has to be on notice. Right. And so you know, for me, it was Cindy. So I had to be like, yeah, like I'm going to text you and be like, yep, tomorrow is you have to pick me up from surgery.
0: Right. Well, thank God you got a volleyball team of friends that you could. Very much so.
1: Very much <laughs> you so. You shuffle that around. Um, so that was that was difficult for me as a type A organized planner type person
2: mm-hmm.
1: to be like, my body is doing my doing its thing and I can't control it. Like that was really hard.
0: Yeah. But I guess the good news is, you know, you have a good employer, you had good people around you where you're like, it is feasible. So that that part's at least good. Yes. Um, and we got a lot of questions
1: about like, does it hurt? So again, like I said, I don't like pain and I did it.
0: It wasn't. Does it great. feel really cold? cold? No, it burns a little bit.
1: Okay, like the injections themselves. You mean?
0: Yeah, I'm curious. What does it feel like when you inject? And it hur- did it, it hurts. feel the same the whole time, or like no, it gets did the worse. The feeling change.
1: Oh. so and the reason it gets worse is because you have to inject yourself so many times, and they tell you to do like, um, like a clock around your belly button. At least this is what my doctor told me. To she try me to, to like, do, a, do a different spot. Do a different spot. So she told me to put a band aid on it. A little circular Band-Aid just so that you know where it is. Okay. Good tip. So that like the next day, yeah, if you because in case other doctors don't say this, it was really helpful so that the next day you know, okay, here's where I did it yesterday because the mark's usually gone. Mm -hmm. And so then you know, okay, I'll move it and then I'll move it and I'll move it. But eventually you have to hit a a spot that you've hit before.
0: Okay. And so Um, it gets worse. So I'm curious. It does does burn. It It does burn. burn. Um. Yeah. So then having the procedure, you wake up, you come out of anesthesia. How did you feel upon wake up? Do you feel bloated? Do you feel just a little groggy? What, how did you feel? So
1: previous to that, to back up a little bit, I felt extremely bloated for like the two days prior to it. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. And which, yeah, because you're like ready, right? Like the, your eggs are ready to be retrieved. So, you know, but I looked pregnant. Oh. Like, if you go into that Instagram story, if you people want to check this out, I, like, took pictures and videos of my stomach each day, and it literally looks like one of those, like, baby bump
0: progressions. Yeah. Um, Were you also horny on these shots? Did you feel hornier at all? Because my no. friend that donated, she did. She was like, you really? can't have sex, and now I'm hornier because I'm getting pumped with hormones. Oh, that's so interesting. So
1: I didn't feel any effects from the hormones. It might be because I had a hormonal IUD the whole time.
0: She has an IUD too, though, but I don't know. Oh. Interesting.
1: So I don't know. I personally, I know some people do, I personally didn't feel any difference hormonally. So like horny, more sad, nothing? No. You felt like nothing. that was even keel for
0: you? It was just felt the ballooning. totally
1: normal. I was very stressed out and anxious, but I don't think it was hormone related. I think it was just because of the process. Okay. Um, But really bloated extremely uncomfortable didn't for the last few days i didn't want to go anywhere or do anything like i just mm-hmm. felt extremely bloated and honestly i'm glad that i did it when it was a little bit warmer because all i wanted to wear was like mumos
0: oh okay um when so when they go in to get the eggs it is yeah vaginally correct like there isn't yes. any scarring or anything like they don't go no, through no, 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 no. like No, they go
1: they go through your cervix yeah. yeah so okay. but you fully go under so i fully went under anesthesia um like did the whole like count backwards from a hundred thing whatever um, you make it to. Oh, I, don't even know. I don't make it mind. very long
0: i'm a weak bitch with that stuff <laughs> i passed out i, no I passed idea. out when i had my i talked about it on here whatever i had um at the gyno and they give you that little shot before the anesthesia and i was fucking out i was like Come on, that's hilarious <laughs> no i anyway. i don't know
1: I don't even remember, so probably early. Probably um, yeah. and I took the subway by myself there, which was a really bad idea because it was like all jostly. I didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Don't do that. Um and so anyway, so yeah, so I, I went under and then I came out. And so yeah, they do it, yeah. Through your cervix, all of that. Um, and then I and then they put you in like a recovery room to like come out from anesthesia, et cetera. I had told them previously they they give you snacks. At least my clinic had snacks there because some people get nauseous when they come out of anesthesia.
0: Yeah, most people do. Some, that. some crackers. Um, some.
1: So I had told them that I was allergic to nuts because they mm-hmm. I had asked them what kind of snacks do you have because I'm allergic to nuts, whatever. And this is the first this is the first thing that I remember. I'm like obviously I'd been awake for a little bit. I'd apparently been babbling on. Apparently I'd been like asking about where's where's cindy cindy's supposed to be here and like the nurse was like she's here
0: like she's just
1: not allowed to come back yet she's here and i kept be like where's cindy yeah right where is she (laughs) um where is she she's late she's like she's not late she's (laughs) she's here (laughs) Uh, i don't remember any of that but the nurse told me but i do remember this this is i can't believe i said this i so i had previously asked about the nuts thing right and so the nurse is like so we, you know, I know about your nut allergy, so we don't have the kind bars for you or whatever. Like, we have these chips. She was like, they're barbecue flavor. I go, barbecue? That's my favorite
0: because I'm black. No, you didn't. I said that. Is that actually your favorite chip, though? So it, it is, yeah. Oh, barbecue it is. Chips okay. My yeah. Wow, all right. That's, That's... not why. <laughs> you like, oh, my God. I'm like, why
1: am I racially profiling myself in this recovery room?
0: yeah you're like oh my god um
1: yeah i'm like in hindsight i'm like oh my god that is so embarrassing this nurse is probably like get me out of here immediately
0: she's like i, I said nothing I yeah said nothing. she's like it was a, the
1: worst is white she's probably like I, I can't be in here like i can't this is gonna come back to haunt me uh um, she's like
0: i chose randomly i chose randomly <laughs> <laughs> i did not assume <laughs> i probably would have been like oh really it's my favorite too. It's my favorite. That's too. why I picked it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, um, I'd be like, I'm gonna get Cindy for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna too. go get Cindy.
0: So she did go get Cindy. You know, know what? I think it's time. Cindy can come in here. <laughs> I, think, I think it's time. Cindy for can Cindy. handle this. We need help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um and Cindy has like a really
1: funny video that she took of me like walking, totter like teetering very slowly down the hallway
0: on the way oh, so out. So you were pretty out of it for a while. Oh, yeah. So when did oh, yeah. I guess when you came down, I'm curious of like, did you feel any pain or anything after? Do yeah. you feel sore? Like, what do you feel and where? I'll just throw it that way.
1: This is the only po- way that I can describe the feeling. It felt like my uterus was going to fall out. Really? I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe it other than that. It felt unsafe. Like, heavy? <laughs> like, like did it feel like heavy? Yeah. Like you're walking like around heavy? with like a lead something in there? and like my cervix or whatever was not going to support it
0: that's very interesting cuz i and i only have had a couple friends do it and they they did not feel that
1: i and obviously that's not going to happen right but like that was the feeling like the feeling was like i needed to like cut myself to like to support wow. okay <laughs> it was so so i didn't want to i mean i wasn't really supposed to walk very many like do anything but i didn't didn't want to get up because anytime i stood up i felt unsafe. I felt like my organs were going to fall out of me.
0: Oh, wow. For and like two days. Yeah, I was like I've had friends though and I know you've had friends too like be like walking around the next day feeling none of this. Feel like just a little bloated like nothing happened. So this might be the gamble. Yeah. Of, you know, you don't know till you do it. it. Very much so. And I actually so I did it on a Friday and I didn't work that day.
1: And then obviously then it was the weekend. I did attend – I walked to the dollar store on Saturday and because I thought I was feeling okay when I woke up. And I Mm -hmm. walked to the dollar store and I remember my doctor called me to check up on me and I happened to be at the dollar store. I picked up and she was like, what's that in the background? I was like, I'm at the dollar store. She's like, you're where? Yeah. (laughs) Why did you leave? Like I kind of felt okay. But then I very quickly realized that I had – I fucked up. Like I did not feel good enough to go somewhere. Okay. Um, and then I didn't go anywhere for the rest of the weekend. And I didn't, it was so much a fatigue but...
0: thing. It was more a physical, physical feeling. pain. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember like, I, I finally got COVID. I was late to the game. What December this past December. Yeah. And, um, and I remember just going on like a little walk every day just to get some like outdoor light and some fresh air. And like, that's how I would determine I was getting better was like, I remember the one yeah. walk I did. I was like, yo, I barely walked anything. And I feel exhausted yeah. like i was like what is this but it yeah but it was just the exhaustion for me um I'm yeah no think. i wasn't it wasn't it
1: wasn't like that it was really just physical bloating and pain and it was very short-lived like this was only i would say by monday i mean i work from home so it's, it wasn't hard for me to work you but got like surgery I what, friday friday so a i could have gone to an office on monday absolutely could have okay. gone to an office on monday i was fine
0: so that's good to hear. All right. Um i'm curious after is there like you need to wear a pad for a while is there any like kind of bleeding or excursion oh my god that is not the word did i just say excursion excursion yes like a fucking excursion? vacation invention An adventure <laughs> jesus christ were there okay. any excursions after Sorry, you we've been got <laughs> your egg freezing <laughs> we've been recording for a minute uh is there any... <laughs> did you go anywhere fun
1: with your uh, eggs
0: uh, my bad um <laughs> What the hell? I'm like, I, w- I want to say, uh, I'm like, discharge is not the word I'm trying to think of, but secretion? Yes. There you go. There it is. Um, there it is. Ugh, it's kind of a gross
1: word, isn't it? Sorry. Um, but
0: I'm You know, let's be real. Like, what? Yes. No, yes. So I
1: had to get pads, and they sent me home with one. Maybe a couple. I can't really remember now.
0: But I had to and get I pads. assume, and you can't wear tampons probably for a while. No. Yeah. No.
1: Uh, I also, I don't get a period because mm-hmm. of my IUD, so I didn't even have any... I I don't have any feminine hygiene products at my house. Um, So I actually really recently was thinking I should probably have tampons for friends, but, um, yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) I know. Right. (laughs) How dare you, dude.
0: Super, super inconsiderate.
1: Um, anyway, so yes, there is bleeding. It did not last very long. Um, and it was like, you know, I was checking in with my doctor about it. She was like, this totally fine. um, I didn't have to go back in for any sort of like checkup, but again, I mean, everything was fine. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they were like in the first couple of days checking in on me more. And then it was just kind of like, okay, you're good. Now we've got your eggs on ice and I pay an annual rent, which the first I've...
0: year was included. Okay. Um, that, that was going to be my next question is like annual rent. And I mean, do you mind sharing? What is it? Cause I'm curious, like how many eggs do you have? And, and I guess what's the rent? Cause does it depend on how many? The rent does not depend on how many. I don't think I okay, officially call it rent. But um, the, like, <laughs> I'm I call it rent. rent. Yeah. I call it rent. You're, or um, your storage it unit, be... let's say. My sto- it's called a storage fee. <laughs> oh, there um, you go. My storage fee, I think it's 750 a year. That's actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I, I was assuming it was going to be like at least a 1000 Yeah, 750 Because that's the other um, thing I've played uh, in my head is like, okay, like there's the expense of doing it. And then there's also the expense of every year. But yeah. seven—if uh, it's seven fifty, even if it was a thousand, it's like, you know, I guess kind of a hundred a month. I'm like, okay, that's not like a crazy thing to have to, yeah, pay. Yeah, I mean, it's not
1: cheap, but it's not, you know, I, I do put it into my monthly budget in the sense of like, okay, like you said, okay, a hundred a month. But I'm just paying for it up front, and I also, again, I contribute it. To, I contribute to my HSA. Right. And so another pay thing to look into there. It. Mm-hmm. Right. Does can exactly. you use it to pay the storage which I would hope. Yeah. I would hope so. You can. Yeah, you absolutely can. Okay. Um so I do that and then back to your question on the number of eggs. I don't actually share that. And the oh, okay. reason is because when I was going through it and when I've had other friends go through it, there's so much comparison of mm-hmm. like people feeling, you know, bad if they got this amount versus someone else they heard got this amount and and it stressed me out when I was going through it of uh, being so nervous about how many I was going to get.
0: Yeah. Because I've
1: heard, you know, I've heard of people go through it and, you know, get a couple and they're really upset or, you know, because they heard mm-hmm. their friend got this many. And so I actually stopped even looking up averages because I was just getting too research focused about it.
0: Um, yeah, and, and I then, know they have like estimates for age because of whatever fertility decline but i've known many people to be on the young side and not get many and then also on the older side and get a lot like surprisingly more than they expected so yeah yeah, it is one of those things you don't know till you get there and obviously it's not a competition um right i did have a number in mind that if i got less i would
1: consider a second round fair and smart um and i didn't i was okay um Mm. it was a pretty low number because i because i'm not sure if i want kids it's like okay it would have like a second round is obviously even more expensive than my original investment right. so it would have to be you know significant um but beyond that i'm like you know i'm not even sure if i'm going to use these eggs i have what i have and you know i i would hate for anybody to like hear a number from anyone and then be like oh my god so and so got this amount and i only got this amount because also they know how
0: many you get, but they don't know the quality. Like, you and then could... there's also the embryo part. So whenever right. you finally have a partner, then they fertilize the eggs, and then it's like you know, like mine. Mine will be a CF thing. So even if I got 20 yeah. eggs that are good, it might be like, okay, well, we fertilize however many, and and half of them have CF. So it's like, even though they were good, now they're quote not good, um, right. or not your best option. Let's let's put it that right, way. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. So. And, you know, there's – my doctor explained
1: fertility to me really well, I thought, in, like, great layman's terms, where she kind of – she compared it to a machine. I don't know if you ever took physics classes and made Rube Goldberg machines. But they're basically, like, machines that have, like, different parts of them connected to each other that do different things. So they'll have a a catapult, and then the catapult lands on a spring, and then the spring triggers a ladder that falls. Like, it's like one thing triggers another.
0: Okay. It's almost – I mean – I was gonna say I've seen like people set up little contraption yes. thingies on TikTok and I love Exactly. Those letters, but yeah. Exactly.
1: So think of like that, right? Chain reaction. So she, chain that? reaction. Yes. Yeah, totally. So she described fertility like that, where she was like, there is so much from Semen entering uterus yeah. to baby born. Mm-hmm. There are like, there are so many things that happen and so many places where different things could happen Mm -hmm. that like how many eggs you have is a very, very important, but one piece. It's one piece of an extremely long chain of events. Right. And so, and it, it helped me to like, You could look at that and be like, oh my God, like why am I even bothering because it's just so complicated anyway. But I saw that as kind of – I saw it as helpful because I was like, okay, like this is just such a complicated process. I can't expect to be controlling this whole thing. But I'm at least taking into my own hands what I can control and I have the privilege to be able to do so. It is really expensive and, you know, that's – I'm very fortunate that I was able to budget for that. Mm -hmm. But like that – helped me to think about it that way of like okay this is this is a really complicated process and there's a a million different things that could go a million different ways and this is just one aspect of it it's not the end-all be-all
0: right um or it's also i guess knowing there's so many moving parts maybe makes you feel like if it doesn't work out the way i want it to work out whether especially if you're someone that wants kids and say you freeze your eggs and then You know, it it doesn't work out that way, the way you hoped it would be, right? whatever that is in your head. It it makes it, I think, a little bit like it isn't your fault that it didn't work out the way that you wanted it to.
1: No, not at all. Exactly. And, you know, and and so that really helped me. And she also kind of said, like, you know, if you think about a machine that has a bunch of different parts in it, and the older that machine gets, the more likely it is that one of those parts is going to do a little wonky thing every once in a while, like Mm -hmm. similar thing with fertility as you age.
0: Yeah exactly like, okay yeah that makes sense um do you mind if i ask i don't know if you share this do you share how much it costs
1: so it really varies um i the latest thing that i've seen is about
0: ten thousand dollars i've seen that as well and the place i went it basically i think it was 10 grand for the uh fee of the clinic and the doctor and that mm-hmm. was also the estimate of the medicine and then yes. I apparently have heard you can do this, not being put under, but it is oh very very rare that people elect to do that. But it is a possibility. Um, but if you do want to be put under, that's an extra like three, possibly four grand for the anesthesia. Because oh. I had a friend, I have a friend looking to do it, and it's all going to be like out of pocket. She doesn't have like an HSA program or whatever. Um, uh huh. So she was like, she's debating not getting put under, or it's like. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, oh, wow. But and, that was about, that yeah, was about the, the pricing for what I looked into. And
1: the $10,000 is like really all in. So like the actual cycle itself was about 7500 mm-hmm. But then it, the medication is expensive. Right. So, then so that's you got the part the medication. maybe you can get covered.
0: Maybe you can't.
1: But Exactly. And you can also kind of shop around. They gave me a bunch of different pharmacy options that like some pharmacies had like if you buy a certain amount because if you need a certain amount – then you know mm-hmm. you could it's it's le- or you can buy it in quote unquote bulk. Um, but it you know it kind of depends on how much you're gonna need. Okay. Um so that part really varies. But I think I think my medication was about two thousand. So yeah, it ended yeah. up being about ten thousand all in. But
0: it but it seems like if you're someone considering this, ten grand is a good saving goal to have. Yeah. So and I mean obviously that's a lot of money. Um but like, oh yeah you know, like it's a lot said, of money.
1: Ask about financing plans. I know Kind body has them um, they work with different different programs, but there's low-income programs, just generally speaking. <clears throat> My voice is starting to go on me. Um yeah. Financing plans or like we said, leverage your insurance, talk to your benefits people. Hopefully, you know, I, I wish that this were more accessible to more people. Um, and hopefully, you know, at the the more that I think the more that these types of conversations are happening too, the more that fertility coverage becomes part of more benefit plans
0: yeah and it's interesting that like some insurances will cover it for certain reasons but like Mm. you know you'd think i mean i'll look into it you'd think my insurance would just because i'm like hey i'm avoiding having a child with cystic fibrosis and if i did that's going to be a dependent and that's that's going to be on your company's bill you know so it's like you would think there would be more incentives because the lucky thing about doing in vitro is you can kind of avoid a lot of those things because you can do the full genetic testing on the different embryos that you get. So you think in the long run, it would maybe help. Um, but yeah, that's just an unfortunate American thing that we have to deal with, with healthcare.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that was my process. I basically never think about it, um, except when the bill comes. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I, I mentioned it really nonchalantly in dating. Um, I do have friends who were actively dating while they were going through it and many of them did mention it to people they were going on dates with again in a very matter of fact like hey I'm doing this thing and that it's just a me thing
0: has nothing to do with you I think it's actually a a great thing to. that's just very telling of how does the date react to it Uh, totally I would assume they'd be supportive or maybe it does just bring up the conversation of kids and that makes it very real of like is this something you want to do is it not Um, very true But yeah, I feel like it is it is a lot more common now than back in the day. And I think it's it's because I mean, even myself, I went and got checked just because all of a sudden I had four friends talking about it. Yeah. And they were all a few years older than me. And they were like, Oh, do it now. They're like, if you can afford to do it now, do it now. So
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. So yeah, well, this is it's such a meaty topic. And, you know, I'm I'm glad that we were able to kind of go through our journeys with it. And I'm looking forward to Having a fertility expert on here in the future to get into the nitty gritty of all of our listener questions. But again, like I said, if you are curious now, I did talk to my kind body doctor and nurse on my Instagram lives two years ago. But when this episode comes live, I'll share it to my stories and stuff so that people can kind of find those resources.
0: Yeah. And, and we're going to um, have a doctor on in the future to talk about it. Yes. Um, so again, if you have any recommendations of anybody you follow in this space, please, you can go to the website, findingmrheight.com slash podcast, submit it there um and i as always we love you know what are the subtopics of this that you want we did get a question of someone about doing this solo being pregnant solo as a single female deciding to have a kid i would love a story time on that so we also have story time episodes if you're a listener and you've gone through that please reach out um but yeah anything anything sub uh kind of fertility having kids whatever you guys want to hear we'd love to hear from you so let us know yeah absolutely and
1: uh if you are watching us on the video bye Bye. <laughs>